welcome to episode number 15. That's right, 15 of Film School for Marketers. My name is Mariah. You know this guy, right? Zach, that's your name? I'm just playing. That is, don't wear it out. <laughs> How's it going today, Zach? It's a beautiful day. I'm, I am excited to talk about our topic today. It's something that really fires me up. And so I didn't even need any coffee before this episode because I was ready to go. <laughs> Whereas I did, as I'm a new puppy mommy as of yesterday. So zero sleep. I feel bad for you, parents. I mean, I don't feel bad. Actually, I do feel bad for your, the parents out there that actually have children. I, if I can't do this with a dog, I don't even know what I'm going to do. But I digress. So, Zach, you're super pumped. Why is that? What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about video hosting, which is such a complex part of video sales and marketing strategy. Uh, such an important tool. There's a lot of information out there. You might find yourself, if you're looking for a video host, if you don't have one already, maybe you have one and you just want to know, you know what, what else is out there, what you should be looking at. Uh, this is going to be good. I'm going to try and, and kind of distill down the information that you need to know as you're out there looking for a video host. We'll talk about some of the options that are there, how much they cost, the pros and cons. Um, but before we get into this episode, I do want to mention one thing because this is like, this is getting ahead of the haters before they can, uh, before they can get to me. Uh, we are at Impact, a partner with Vidyard uh, because we really believe in their product. And it's really usually a great fit for our clients. And so, you know, nine times out of 10, we're going to recommend that folks, uh, you know, consider Vidyard and, and talk to the folks over there, see if it's a great fit. But there are other video hosts out there and we're well aware of that. There is other options depending on what you're trying to achieve. And we'll talk about those different things. But really for, for the intent of this episode is really to talk about video hosting in general mm -hmm. and kind of the philosophies behind that and, and what you should really be looking for. Because at the end of the day, we care about you listeners and we want you to have what's going to be the best fit for you. So I just had to sneak that disclaimer in there because I know somebody will light us up in the YouTube comments like, you know, shouldn't you have said you're a Vidyard partner? We are. We love them. But there are other options out there. So, you know, I'm not afraid to talk about that. Yeah, we got your back. All right. Well, I mean, the first thing uh, that probably a lot of people think about first, like initially, whenever they're looking at a tool that they're going to be adding to their tech stack is budget. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you know, what platforms are going to be best for a smaller budget? What platforms are going to be best for maybe a larger budget? Um, what options people have? Yeah. Well, let's first talk about really how, you know, what influences that budget? Because I think in many cases, it's not going to be like, okay, we have this amount of money to spend on a video host. Right. It's going to be like, you know, what are our options given what we need? And so there's a few different factors that are going to play into what a video host is going to cost. So just to name a few of them, you've got how many videos you need to have hosted on your website or in a platform where you can share. Also, how many people you need to have access to those videos and to the video platform in general. So some of these different platforms, they'll actually charge you per user. Mm -hmm. And so you know, if you have a really large team, let's say, let's say you have a team that has a lot of different market segments and you know, each marketing manager or videographer that works in those different segments needs to have access then that's going to influence the cost as well. Some people are going to only have one user. Some are going to have 20. And some of these hosts don't even charge you per user, but that is a consideration or something that's going to affect the, the cost in general. And then really you can, you can go down a real rabbit hole as far as the functionality of the host itself. I mean, this technology has come a long way just in the past, you know, one or two years. If you want to have a really interactive video experience, meaning you don't just want a player, 
that plays the video. You want to have clickable elements or, or integrate smart content, forms, overlays, things like that. That's obviously going to influence the cost as well. Yeah. I mean, speaking about those elements of it, um, let's talk a little bit more about what features to look for. Because like you said, a lot of tools have a lot of different features and things that you should do. Um, so what should they look for from a marketing and sales point of view? Because it's not going to be just one team who's going to be using it overall. Yeah. And that's really big. So, you know, if we really kind of frame this conversation to like, I'm not going to go too much in depth on the one-to-one video side, because I feel like it's a, you know, it's a totally different platform in, in many cases. It does integrate with the, the larger video host, but the video host of, you know, where you're hosting your customer service, marketing, any, any video that you need to have access to, that's just, you know, that's the host that we're talking about. So there's really three major features or, or um, categories of features that you want to look for. The first one being uh, lead generation. If you want more than a player, which is basically what I mean by player is just there's a video there, you click play and people can watch it. If you want to be able to actually gather lead intelligence, prospect data, you know, information about the people who are watching, that's, what, that's the one major thing you need to look for. Don't, don't pay for anything unless you have at least that. Mm-hmm. That'd be my advice for most people, unless you're like strictly you know, for some reason you don't have the need to capture leads, uh, but many organizations need to capture leads. So that's going to be like the first major thing is the lead gen tools. The second category of things to look at is uh, tracking for attribution. So you ideally want to be able to look back at your content and attribute it to revenue in some way or another. You want to see how it's influenced sales, uh, how it plays into the conversion process, the sales cycle, you know, the big thing that we help our clients with is we want them to be able to say, okay, this one video about the cost of X has influenced this amount of revenue. And so you can immediately track ROI. If you can't track it, then why are you doing it? So that's a big thing is is looking for tools that are going to help you track for attribution. And then the third one is tracking for sales insights. So you, you know, want to have a host that is going to help the sales team have better conversations, more quality conversations with prospects, meaning they can see what type of videos they've watched, how many of those videos they've watched, how they've engaged with them. This is really going to help the sales team. If they know how educated a prospect or customer already is or what they're interested in, it's going to help them just have a higher quality conversation, which is a win-win for both the prospect and the organization as well. So those are the three major things. Tools for lead generation, tools for tracking attribution, and tools for tracking uh, sales insights. And I mean, hey, all of that also helps you track back like and justify the investment that you're making into the product itself. Like the worst you can do is find something that you can't do that with and then just the higher ups are going to question like, why are we studying this? What, what success are you actually seeing? So that's super critical. Yeah. And this is why this is such an important decision because it's just like if you decide to, to get a new CRM mm-hmm. or a new marketing automation platform, if you, you know, get six months, a year into it, you realize it's not a great fit. That's going to be, that's a costly mistake. If you can't track ROI or, or some of these things that we're talking about, um, you're going to have to switch platforms. And so it's really important to really do your research up front and make sure that you're going to get everything that you need, which is just a quick, you know, kind of callback to, to budget. This is why you, you know, don't just start with a number like this is how much we have to spend on a video host. Really look at what do we want to get out of this and what would be the cost of onboarding the wrong thing? Like what would be the cost of going with a, a, maybe a cheaper route and then realizing that's not a great fit? 
you know, that's, these are all things that should play into how much you want to spend. Not saying you need to go and break the bank, but just make the decision wisely, not just solely based on price. So question for you, because, so there's a lot of options out there that have a lot of different features, some maybe more than others in terms of how in depth you can get with it. So if I'm just starting out with video as a company, um, should I be going with a platform that really just has some of the basic things you're talking about? Or in terms of like the future growth I'm hoping to have, should I go with a tool that has a lot more features um, and ability? Yeah, I think the cool thing with with technology is that you can scale it out as you go. Mm-hmm. With many pieces of software, you could start with a lower tier. And then as your as whatever changes, maybe the amount of videos you have or the amount of or the you know the way you're doing your strategy, whatever changes, you can add features on um, later on. Uh, most, most of these platforms are like that. So that's, that's a really cool benefit. Um, the, the major thing that's not going to be able to change is like, let's use the, um, HubSpot video and Vidyard, uh, kind of relationship as an example. If you started off with HubSpot video and you have a bunch of, uh, content that lives on there, mm-hmm. if you then decide, okay, you, we want the whole entire Vidyard marketing platform. Um, there's some things that like don't carry over there, like some data that's not going to carry over. Sometimes you're going to have to upload this video separately and things like that. So not like that's a necessarily a drawback of using those tools, but that is something that you would want to definitely figure out in the beginning of, you know, are we going to end up scaling this out? If we do, we should probably talk to the team at video or talk to the team at HubSpot and figure out what that would look like when we get there. Just so, you know, they'd be able to help you make a really smart decision. That's just one example of, of how things might change over time. In terms of like being a company and understanding what platforms would be best for me, um, I'd love to talk about maybe some examples of tools that would be great for maybe SMBs versus enterprise top type companies. Oh, okay. So SMBs, SMBs, what do you say would be the best tools for, for those kind of organizations? Yeah. So the first tool that you're going to need is YouTube. So like that is going to play into the overall strategy, mm-hmm. even once you get a paid video host, which you, you know, you'd realize pretty early on when you start your video journey, you're going to need a paid video host to, to generate those three things I talked about earlier. You're really not going to get any of those with, with a free host like YouTube, but YouTube is such an important part. You know, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. So I'm not going to go <laughs> all the way down that rabbit hole because I'll get carried away, but that is, you know, an important part. Uh, and then some of the companies that you might look at are Vidyard, Wistia, 23, those are the, the there, there are other kind of players in, in the game, but those are the three probably top dogs that you would look at. Um, so that would be for an SMB. Mm-hmm. And then we want to jump straight into the enterprise too? Yeah, let's do it. So enterprise, you know, Vidyard is a great fit for enterprise too. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of their tools are, are perfect for an enterprise company. I'd say the next one in line would be Brightcove. Mm-hmm. They're really, really tailored for big publishers. They have not only a need to manage a lot of video assets, but also the bandwidth and the access to those things. Like you can't be slow. You know, Brightcove is is great for that. That's kind of their background. Vidyard is great for that. It's their background as well. So you're saying bandwidth and, and things, anything else that from an enterprise level tool wise, like those make a lot of sense. Like what additional things do those two companies have that would be intriguing for someone in the enterprise realm? Yeah, security, mm. uh, especially for any industry that's uh, has to be secure, has to be compliant. You're talking like healthcare and financial, amongst other ones that 
you know, security is of utmost importance and being able to be compliant is of utmost importance. Though both those companies are, are going to be a great fit for that, that's which we might of, talk about security here in a minute. Yeah, like we should just do that now because that's probably one of the biggest questions I ever hear um, is, well, I ha- security is a huge thing. Like that needs to be a part of it. And people are always intrigued. Like what platforms can I rely on for that kind of thing? Here would be my thought on that is that uh, in order for these companies to to land customers who need things to be secure, they always have to be updating their technology to make it more secure, to make it compliant for it to be a great fit for those big companies. And so, uh, you know, they're, it's, it's in their best interest to make sure that the platform is secure. Mm-hmm. Some of the other ones that are maybe tailored for small to medium sized businesses, maybe that's not of, of extreme importance. Maybe there's not as much, like I said, I'm not really an expert on that. It's not something that I really consult on too much. Just, because it, you know the host themselves is going to know best, and so my recommendation for that is if you're looking into a video host, just ask them. Like, yeah. you know, what are you going to do to make sure that my that the access to the files is secure, that the files themselves are secure, and you know aren't going to end me in some sort of loss or something like that. And you know, I'm sure they'd be happy to talk about the innovations that they've done or the way that they've made their platform secure. Uh, but like I said, it's in their best interest to be secure so that they can deal in in large contracts and with companies that have to be compliant. So can we do a little uh, rapid fire? Maybe. Let's do a rapid fire. And um, so what are all the, the different platforms we're going to talk about? So I would love to talk about Vidyard, Wistia, 23, YouTube, Vimeo, and Brightcove. Yes. So, and before we do, I apologize to any of my friends who work at any of these companies. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, we're not going to roast any, <laughs> but I would, I would like to kind of just like give a high level and I haven't worked with all of them. So I've worked with Wistia and Vidyard, YouTube and Vimeo. I have not personally for my own use used 23 or bright. Was there another one you said besides 23 and bright YouTube. No, you said you covered that. Vimeo, you said you cover that. Okay, good. Yeah, so I haven't personally used those. I, I I try to keep up to date with what's happening with them and their pricing model a little bit and kind of what the users say. But anything that I would like say about them would just be from what I've heard. So I'm not an expert on those ones, but yeah, hit me, rapid fire. All right, Vidyard. Great fit for a company who wants to use video throughout the company in service, in HR, in sales, and marketing. Their tool is really designed for to be a, a, a one one simple resource for everybody to be able to get really effective results. It's a great platform. Uh, potential, uh, I, don't, I don't even want to say cons, but uh, if you're a very novice video user and like this is your first thing, it's going to take some time to to get onboarded on the platform. They'll help you with that, but that is just something to keep in mind. Awesome, Wistia. Wistia is uh, inexpensive. If you don't have a lot of video content, but you want to be able to generate leads and you know quickly embed videos on your webpage, it's great. I'm not a big fan of their per video pricing. So you know with their plan, it's it's a monthly price, and then you pay per video, you know over a certain amount of videos. Which I just don't like somebody being put in the position where they have to like think about you know should we actually have this hosted here or not? Mm. I would I would prefer that everybody just be able to have you know unlimited hosting or or a large amount of videos. Um, yeah, but Wistia is an easy to use tool. 23. 
23. I don't have a lot of experience with 23. I love those people over there. Uh, got a great relationship with them. I think that their product is really cool. They also offer a webinar uh, resource now. So you can host all your webinars with them and, and all that stuff is stored in your storage, which I think is pretty cool. They play in the HubSpot arena. So they're used to working with uh, people who are using HubSpot and that kind of marketing automation. So I think if you're a company who's doing inbound, then 23 would be worth looking at. YouTube. Oh, YouTube. I love YouTube. YouTube is awesome. It's going to be a perfect tool for, for generating more traffic. It's a platform that people are used to going to. They trust it. They use it. And it's an important part of your marketing and sales strategy. You just can't do a lot of lead gen or, or really like smart business things on YouTube. It's just not necessarily made for that. Right. Vimeo. Vimeo is cool. It's very high quality. It's a you know great high quality player. They were the first company to have high definition hosting. And so for that reason, a lot of my friends who are videographers, they'll you know host all their videos on there because they just need a really high quality player that's cheap and Vimeo is free. You can also get Vimeo Pro, which will give you some lead generation stuff. The only drawback of Vimeo is the stuff you host there isn't necessarily search engine optimized. So if you're going to use a free host, it's going to behoove you to use YouTube over Vimeo unless you really, really need to have like a high definition, uh, like all the time, always playing high definition, always looking really good and slick. Then that's kind of you know the deal with Vimeo. Brightcove. Brightcove, as I mentioned earlier, if, you, if you're a publisher or a really big brand is putting out a lot of content, maybe doing a lot of live streaming, you need, you need thousands of people to have access to video content. Mm. Like, I mean, when I say publisher, I mean the New York Times it, it, the website is going to be experiencing a lot of traffic and a lot of video, video views at any time. So they are going to need a, a host that is like really up to snuff in that arena. Brightco, from what I can tell, is really known for. I will say it's maybe not a great fit for an SMB because it has such a, a you know focus on serving big brands. Maybe it's not going to have a lot of the tools that you need. Um, and you know the pricing is is a little bit different. I'm not sure exactly what they charge, but it's you can't find the information on their website. So what does that tell you? <laughs> uh, but no, the the folks at Brightcove, awesome, love them. It's a great great product for enterprise companies. Look at that. But to follow up with all of those, um, so as you're talking about how this, this should be like this holistic approach that you're doing, right? Like this is your, your marketing team, your sales team. Like there's a lot of people that you should be thinking about when you're selecting what platform that you go with. Uh, yeah. All of the ones that you just went through, which ones uh, for the most part have integration capabilities with marketing automation platforms and CRMs? Most of the paid ones are going to integrate at some level with the big CRMs, the big marketing automation platforms. I mean, the big one for, for our community and most people that I think listen to this podcast is our HubSpotters. They're using HubSpot. Uh, HubSpot Video is a product from Vidyard. It's a, you know, they're, they're integrated partners in that way. And so that's, that's going to be the number one integration if you're a HubSpotter. It's going to integrate with all of your marketing automation tools is going to integrate with the CRM, which is really big to have all of that yeah. in one ecosystem. That's a really, that's a really strong draw to Vidyard if you're a HubSpot user. Mm -hmm. And then also Vidyard integrates really well with a lot of the CRMs. I think that's been, uh, that's been a big 
part of their strategy is to really make it easy for, for sales folks and for marketers to just really easily manage everything. Wistia has integrations as well. I don't know as, as much about them. They do have a HubSpot integration, but I know it's not as seamless as the Vidyard one, but it, it could do what you need it to do. So there's that. And then Brightcove being an enterprise kind of solution, they have to integrate with stuff. So if you even just look at their website and look at all the integration partners they have, it's kind of astounding. Uh, so that's cool. But the free ones aren't going to play well. So YouTube, Vimeo, they're, they're not made to be integrated with stuff like that. That's just not, that's not their game. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I will say that if you're, if you're looking at adding anything to your tech stack or your growth stack, whatever you want to call it, there's so many buzzwords for these things. Uh, if you're looking at adding a tool, you need to see if it plays well with, with everything that you're using. And so, you know, investigate that, figure out if it's going to integrate well with the stuff you're doing now. It, it, it might be a conversation of, if, if you're really trying to have a seamless stack of things that play together, you might need to change some stuff. Who knows? But I mean, at the end of the day, just, you know, make sure that you're getting what you need. It's pretty I simple. Mean, yeah. And, and the point I would assume of, of this as well is for you to save some time and be more effective with your overall effort. So that's a, that's a pretty big piece. All right. So to come back to the whole budget thing, because again, money, matters, right? Gosh, what? it's just money with right? Gosh. No, I, isn't it important to everybody a little bit? Um, I guess so. <laughs> so what, what can people anticipate or expect when it comes to the cost of these video platforms? Like just to give a range of what people might be looking at. Yeah. Average cost. If you take most of these platforms, average cost is about $500 a month. Wistia is going to be on the low end of that. They're like $100 a month for their like basic plan. And that's assuming you're not adding anything else into what you need. So you're going to start there. 23 is around $500 a month for their marketing package. Vidyard is around $850 a month for their marketing package. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're somewhere like an average of like $500, $600 $600 a month. It's just like with anything. What you pay for is what you can anticipate to get out of it as well. So, you know, don't just make the call of... The, the cheapest one. Really get educated on, you know, why is it so inexpensive? Because if it's more inexpensive, it's safe to say that it's because it doesn't have something the other one does. I know that's, that's a very general statement to make, but, you know, really look into what you need and anticipate how you really want this to affect revenue. The cost of the video host should really be non-consequential because you'll be seeing such, a, such an ROI from the tools that you get. So yeah, average cost around 500 bucks a month. You could pay more for integrations and stuff like that. So just, just look at what you're getting. Well, this has been awesome. And I mean, we'd kind of just scratched the surface. I think we went into the main things that people should be considering when looking at a video platform. Uh, but Zach has produced some pretty stellar content around this topic and really dives into the nitty gritty of what these different tools offer and how you know if it's right for you. Uh, Zach, where can they find it? I mean, we can, we can put it in the show notes, obviously. Um, but you have a couple of resources. We're going to bury them. So far, you can't find them. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we're not going to do that. If you go to YouTube, if you go to the YouTube channel, I made a, a series of different things to keep in mind as you're looking for a video host, why it's important, what are the different options available to you? What if you don't have any content? So some common questions you might have. So you can check that out on the YouTube channel. And then, yeah, we'll put some stuff in, in the show notes. We've got a lot of great content on Impact about video hosts and what to consider and things like that. If you are really struggling and you would like some help, then reach out to us. Ultimately, 
if you have a great video host and you're seeing results, you're going to be more successful with video, which is why you're part of this community to begin with. So <laughs> we're here to support you and help you however we can. Well, this has been awesome. If you have enjoyed it, you know what to do. Give us some love on YouTube. Give us a like, subscribe if you haven't yet. Leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts. Is there a video tool that you're using right now that has been doing awesome things for your organization? We'd love to hear. And until we see you next time, keep learning. <laughs> <laughs>